0: Hello and welcome to the Creating Happy Writers podcast. I'm your host, Steph Caswell, and I am so happy you're here today to join us for this episode. This podcast is for entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants who are looking to write a book in their niche, and they would like help to do it because it's quite an overwhelming thing, isn't it, writing a book. So this podcast is for you to give you that boost, that advice, uh, that helping hand, shall we say, on your journey. If you would like some even extra support, head on over to stephcaswell.com and you will find my freebie, which is all about how to plan that best selling book in your niche. And it takes you through the five steps that I use when writing and planning my book. And you can also find Dare to Write, which is my latest book on Amazon, which will take you from initial idea all the way through in a lovely step-by-step way to publication. So go and check that out if you haven't already. But let's crack on with today's episode, which is all about writing your introduction. Writing an introduction is the hardest part of book writing because there's a lot of pressure to get the introduction right. It's a bit like the first part of writing a novel. And you want to hook your reader into a story and you want to pull them in and keep the pages turning. Now, we're not writing novels. We're writing nonfiction. But it's actually, I think, even more important to do it in nonfiction, that all important hook, because otherwise, what's the likelihood of somebody continuing to read your book without a good introduction? The likelihood of them carrying on can be quite slim, but it is the hardest part. And I've got some tips for you during this episode which will hopefully make the process easier. When I'm working with an author, the introduction is often the thing that we have to go back and look at time and time again. If I'm doing manuscript reviews where I look at the manuscript that's been written by somebody and they would like some feedback, it's often the introduction that needs that extra bit of help. So whether it's writing with me or when I'm looking at your work from a developmental editor perspective, the introduction is a sticking point. So let's uncover what actually needs to be in an introduction, what is its job, and then how can you actually write a brilliant one that will keep your reader turning the pages. So the job of an introduction really is three things. Firstly, it's to hook your reader. Like I said, in fiction, in a novel, you're quite easily hooked in by the events that occur, Um, If it's a good novel, you should be pulled in right into the action so that you feel as though you're stepping into something that's taking place and you're observing it. So, there shouldn't be a lot of backstory, there shouldn't be a lot of waffle. it should be straight into the action, and the introduction of a nonfiction book is actually pretty similar. We want to pull people straight in by using a really, really good hook and the job of the hook is to keep people reading down the page and then turning the page and onwards. So it's got a big job to do, and we will unpack a little bit more about what that hook could look like. So that's the first job of your introduction is to hook your reader. The second part of your introduction should all be about context. Why should the reader be reading your book? Why is it important for them that they read this book and not the copious amounts of others that could potentially be on the shelves? Um, And the why is really important. So with the hook, it's often a story and you're illustrating a point maybe or you're sharing a statistic. But the why is more about the why for the person reading it. And maybe it's the why concerning what you've noticed in an industry that you work in or with clients that you work with. So the why is really, really powerful. And this is the great part of connecting to your readers to make them realise this book is for them. And the third job of an introduction is to establish your credibility. Now, if you're writing a book, you have experience, maybe you've got credentials, maybe you've got a master's or a PhD, but actually... They are not essential for writing a book. And I really feel strongly that if you are waiting for the right time to write your book because you feel like maybe you haven't got enough experience, whatever that might look like, or that you haven't got this particular qualification or you haven't got a PhD, then you need to stop waiting because the time to write is now and people only need you to be further along the journey than they are in order to get something from your book so you don't have to be 20 years ahead of them you could just be 20 weeks ahead of them Uh, you could be six months ahead of them you could be five years ahead of them whatever you feel comfortable with but do not wait for a specific time to write this book and you can share your credentials your expertise your experience in this part of the introduction so it gives people that No like and trust factor. That's why they can read it because they can trust you because you've done X, Y, and Z. So those are the three jobs of an introduction, but we're gonna move on now to what that actually looks like in practice when you're actually writing. How can you put these things into practice so that you've got a great, great introduction and you're not staring at the blank screen wondering on earth how to start? So off we go. As I said, when I work with an author, there are always three parts of an introduction that I recommend that they write. And when I write my own introductions, I actually use this structure too. So it's not something that I tell you to use and then don't actually use myself. I actually do use this uh, kind of strategy when it comes to writing my introduction. And they always have these three sections. The very first section and the thing that I think hooks the reader better than anything else is your story. Now, I've done previous podcasts on the power of story and using your personal story, so do go back and check. If you haven't listened to those episodes, I will link to them in the show notes, but your story is so important for a reader. It helps build connection and, as I said, in fiction, we're able to dive straight into the action. And there's nothing to say that your story can't pull the reader into some action of your own that maybe you went through, an experience that you went through. Now, I'll give you an example of this. I wrote Dare to Write with the reader in mind in terms of them being a coach, a consultant, an entrepreneur, i.e., you <laughs> and i wrote that book with the idea of having my introduction to basically say i've not always wanted to be a writer it's not something that i as a child craved to do it's actually something that just came about uh, and i reference it to be similar to night sweats and middle age that just creeps up on you and all of a sudden you know you're there and you're doing it and you know unlike night sweats uh, writing for me is actually quite enjoyable so Um, Start with a story. Start with something that takes the reader from where you were. And as we know, business books and nonfiction are all about transformation. You are helping your reader go from one state to another, whether it's from not having knowledge to having knowledge, from not having confidence to having confidence. There's always a change of state for the reader. There's always a change of skill or understanding or motivation. Uh, so, you know, you, that it has to be the job of your book. And if you can show the reader in the introduction that you've been through this process yourself, then it really helps them to feel connected to you and to want to carry on reading. So the story is the most important part. And you don't need loads of backstory. You just need to pull them in to where is the most important part. And it's usually a point of crisis in your life. And that's the thing that can really pull people in. We are strange beings. We do like other people's discomfort, other people's challenges, other people's pain. And we want to pull the reader in by saying, look, I've been where you are now. And this is how I can help you out the other side. So start with your story. The second section for an introduction is why you wrote this book. So if the first part of the introduction, your story, is all about you, the writer, this part, this section of the introduction is all about the reader. So you flip it. It becomes something that is about why you wrote the book for them. And if you've done your ideal reader avatar stuff, if you know your reader, you know your audience, you will know where they are right now, how they're feeling, what's holding them back what's maybe the reason that they picked this book up and it's so important that you are able to really connect with them at this point in their journey and that you give them that motivation to say look you've read my story and I'm writing this for you because I don't want you to go through the same thing or I don't want you to feel this particular way so if you go back to Dare to Write the why I wrote this book is because I remember when I started writing and I was trying to write my first book, which is called Keeping Bums in Seats, and it was for teachers, I had no idea how to write a book. I had none, nothing. I, I remember Googling stuff, and I think I've told this story before on the podcast, listening to Joanna Penn's podcast and just trying to muddle my way through and how on earth I was supposed to write something, how I was supposed to structure it and all that sort of thing. Um So I wrote this book remembering how it felt. And so I talk to the reader in the why I wrote this book because I want them to know that I've been where they are. I have been where you are. I've been at this particular point of the journey where I felt unsure. I felt overwhelmed and frustrated. So I use all that language and I use all that sort of knowledge of the reader, but also of my own journey to explain why I'm writing the book. And it's, you want to basically say to them, I see you. I can help you. And the third and final part of your introduction should always be the practical, I like to call it the housekeeping of your book. So how is it set out? Now this might sound a really crazy thing to do, but we're trying to manage our reader's expectations, and we can do this in this section. So, if you imagine, if a, if you're a coach or a consultant, you would start your session by talking about look, This is how this what we're going to do this session, or you're just trying to help them see the structure of. The, the, the session that you're doing with them. And it's the same for a book. We want to manage their expectations about what's how the book sets out, what are they gonna come across over the next however many pages. And if it's a practical book, if you've got lots of action steps, which I always say you should have, um, tell them that, say to them, you're gonna need a notebook. You're going to need to really work um, hard on doing these action steps, or I've set it out in three parts, and this is why. Um, and you might think, why on earth would anybody actually really need to know that? But subconsciously, we want to feel reassured. We want to feel protected by the writer that they know that, you know, this is how they've done it, and this is why I've done it this way, and this is what you're going to get by the end of it. So it's a chance to kind of really establish that reader promise. So those are your three sections your story why I wrote this book, and how to read this book. That's the third one. So there you have it. A simple three-part way to structure your introduction. I just want to reassure you that everyone finds introductions hard. And I'm gonna share this last tip with you that I hope will help you the most. I've saved the best to last, people. Um, and that is writing your introduction last. Often, what stops people is they try to write their introduction first before they've written anything else, and that is really daunting. And I always say, How do you know what to write in your introduction before you know what you're introducing? So, write the book first and then go back and write the introduction because then you know you're crystal clear on what the book is going to do for the reader. You're crystal clear on the stories you're wanting to share. You're absolutely crystal clear on how it's structured, and then you can do those three sections. Safe in the knowledge that you're introducing something you know really well by now, and it will flow so much easier. So I do hope that that last bit gives you some reassurance. If you are, if your introduction is stalling you, if it's stopping you from finishing your book or should I say, stop you from even starting it, it might be because you need to leave it alone and come back to it at the end. So there you have it. That's today's episode, all about introductions. It's a complex topic, but if you try those three subheadings that I shared with you, your story, why I wrote this book, and how to read this book, and if you use those to map out your introduction, I'm confident you will feel as though it's better structured, and you will feel confident that your reader is going to get a lot from it. And most importantly, want to carry on reading the rest of the book. So good luck. And if you need any help, you know exactly where to find me. Thank you for listening to today's episode all about how to write your introduction. I do hope it gives you confidence and takes away some of the overwhelm. If you do want to reach me, you can find me on Instagram at creating happy writers. You can email me at steph at stephcaswell.com and I will be more than happy to talk to you and um, to point you in the right direction to further resources. As I said, in Dare to Write, I do talk about how to write an introduction, so go and grab a copy of that off Amazon if you haven't already. If you would be so kind to leave a review on your favourite podcast provider, I would be eternally grateful because reviews are always excellent uh, tools for other people to see what the podcast is about and whether it's something they would enjoy. So if you know someone else who's writing a book, why not point them towards Creating Happy Writers podcast. And I will see you next time.